That's the that's my favorite rapper of the of the mid nineties, Iceless T. He was a big hit. Second album yeah. sucked. All right. Unsweet T. Straight out of the north. God. Sweet tea. yes, yeah, I'd like some sweet tea. There's sugar on the table, sir. Yeah, there's dirt on the table too. Doesn't mean I'm gonna put it in my freaking tea. Uh sugar's on the table. Well, thank you. Good. Hey, do you think you could take it back and make it while the tea is hot so it enhances the flavor instead of just yeah. putting rocks at the bottom of my unsweetened tea nastiness? Thanks. Got any funeral potatoes back there? Hi, welcome back to Not So Southern Gentlemen, the Christmas episode, and... Happy Wait. New- Wait, is it the Christmas episode? Because I wasn't here for the Christmas episode. Did I miss it? Did I and miss it? Happy New Year! Since we're crossing the streams this week, we had a major breakdown in our last episode, and Sean unfortunately was not here except for in a little snippet. Yes, I was. I was sorry. I was busy dying. Um. <laughs> I got the flu, my son got the flu, my wife got the flu, my mother got the flu, my brother got the flu. It was it was pretty awful. Uh, I highly recommend not getting the flu. Amen, brother, and I got a cold or something that I'm I'm nursing right now. So if, if it's the flu No, it's not don't the flu. It's it. no way the are flu. You, are you sure it's not the flu? Absolutely. I've had the flu. This is nothing this are, is an are inconvenience. You, are you sure it's not a tumor? It <laughs> Maybe a it's tumor. a tumor. It's it's not a tumor. It could be a tumor. It could be. Well, let's talk about what we were gonna talk about. We are at the end of the year. We are coming up on January first, twenty eighteen. So, big things happen this time of year, like big top ten lists, big top five lists, top yeah. movies, top comics, top everything of the year. Sean, where did you want to start? All right, man. I, uh, you know, I wanted to go back and talk about TV shows. Obviously, we all get a ton of movies. We all know we talk about movies. But what TV shows kept you in your seat the entire time? What did you rewatch? Have you rewatched anything so far that already came out this year? And and what were your your top three TV shows that you had? Well, I think this is going to be our top three TV shows. But let me let me just yes. tell you, uh, this year has been some of the strongest television f- catered to me that I've ever seen. We got. Uh, Stranger Things season two, oh. powered powered through it, couldn't stop. The whole family watched it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, man, just that that feeling. You know, I don't know how they recaptured lightning in a bottle. I mean, it's just you because know, it had the good, feel. They it had are the, good. It had the feel of the first season. Plus, you throw that Ghostbuster stuff and Halloween and the Cthulhu mythos stuff in there. Oh, I loved it. I'm I'm pumped for uh, season three. I'm so excited. Stranger Things season two, definitely on my top three of the the year, definitely on the list. And like you said, we we wrote down our top three TV shows and we all, both of us wrote down the same three. So uh, without further ado, let, let me mention Punisher, another one that Marvel comes at us just hits us straight in the face with 
amazingness. Like, this stuff is as good as a movie should be, and it's TV show, and we're getting high-quality stuff, excellent writing, excellent, you know, visuals and cinematics and all this stuff that are normally movie-quality. We get it in a TV series made by Netflix and Disney. I mean, wow. So awesome. Absolutely. And, uh, man, uh, I I can't tell you if I powered through Punisher or Stranger Things quicker. Uh, Punisher was just just me. Just something for me to enjoy. And, yes. man, I loved every minute of the Punisher. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this, though. Uh rewatchability stranger things is probably over punisher because i can watch it when my family's in the room um michelle gets to the point where certain violence amounts of violence makes her squeamish and obviously i'm not going to watch it with jacks in the room so uh punisher like you said it, it was something strictly for me and stranger things is something that we can all enjoy and absolutely love it you know the the fact that when Noda Ryder comes out with another amazing performance I, I I love that TV series but um we had watched several shows recently where I, I can't really give you examples where adults were being just straight up stupid and we're like what is wrong with them and we're like you know it's 90s adults 90s adults. Whoa, hold on. The 90s does not have exclusivity to stupid adults. Because let me tell you, 80s 80s movies, I don't know how we survived if our parents were as dumb as the parents in 80s movies. Oh, Oh, my Lord. Now, now, see, and that's what makes it fun, because you you do have the good example of Mike's parents being totally (laughs) oblivious to everything that has went on around them for past two years. I mean, these parents are worse. Oh my goodness. They're horrible, horrible people that know nothing but what goes on in their lives. But the, the performances by David Harbour and Winona Ryder are absolutely incredible in that, uh, series that is totally led by the kids. Speaking, speaking of Stranger Things, I, I want to go off on a little tangent. Did I send you, I sent you that awesome poster somebody made of the anime, not the anime, but, uh, a animated Stranger Things where it had 11 in the middle, then in the reflection of the water, it was 11 in the upside down with the, with the monster. I think so. Well, there was another one I saw the other day that was complete. It was Studio Ghibli, uh, Stranger Things cast, and it was hilariously accurate. It was amazing. You need to look that up. I'll look um, that up. That's awesome. But speaking of adult themed shows, our last show and our pick of 2018, the last or uh, the penultimate season, 2017 yeah. season. Of Game of Thrones, the break, oh. the breakneck speed. I, I I know you you can pick out things and complain about this season of Game of Thrones, but man, so much good stuff came out of that. Just 
a lot of stuff was answered, a lot of stuff you wanted to see happen, a lot of things you didn't know would happen, happened, mm-hmm. or they led you down the primrose path and then slammed it in your face like they always do. I thought Jamie was getting it in the end in that last episode. You know, just, uh, I, I could go on for days about Game of Thrones. How? Oh, I know. I know. I, I've honestly thought about doing, like, I've been like, you know what? Me and Ricky could probably do a Game of Thrones podcast. But but there's already so many Game of Thrones podcasts out there. Like, I could seriously sit down and break down every episode and talk about exactly what I love, what, you know, oh my goodness, it's just so much to take in. Yeah. And you talk about rewatchability. Yes. I, I don't, I, I, yeah, obviously, obviously you have to watch what, who watch who is around you before you just dive right into a Game of Thrones episode? Yeah, this sh- Game of Thrones has a lot in common with trying to read Watchmen. I mean, there's just so much. It's so top loaded with stuff you don't understand. By the time you get to the middle or to the end, and you understand a lot of things. You need to go back and watch it or read it again to start picking up on the stuff you missed in the front end. Well, see, I, I'm kind of lucky. Michelle quit watching around season four, and we've went back and we've restarted season four and stuff. And I'm totally digging it. I'm like, Yeek! like, like I have to calm myself down. Sees me like starting to get twitchy. She's like, uh oh. She's like, is somebody about to die? I, I'm not saying. It, is somebody about to do something I'm not going to be happy with? I'm not saying. You know, she can see me, the anticipation, but... Remember that well, when you played poker, she can, she's can. she got your tell. <laughs> oh, she doesn't get my tell on poker. <laughs> um, it, it's just awesome to go back, like you said, and see the little things that are in Game of Thrones where they have weave... They've woven these little webs... That we hadn't really seen in the big picture until you go back and rewatch. I freaking love Game of Thrones. I cannot wait for this final season. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, whew. Rhaegar Targaryen, man. He's the key. I'm, are you, are you going to be, are, here's the thing. Are you going to be super sad when it's over? Like when that final episode is Yeah, done? I think Game of Thrones is going to be, uh, like Lost. Um, there, because there's so much in it's whenever you have that investment, like mm-hmm. recently Doctor Who. It, when you have that investment, it like anytime you lose a doctor, if you lose your doctor, if you've ever lost your doctor, you know what we're talking about. You're invested. You have this purpose and reason. You're here watching the show, and now it's gone. You don't know what to do. F this new guy, girl, whatever. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying, uh, we are hugely invested in Game of Thrones, and so whatever HBO is cooking up that's related to Game of Thrones, they better start getting some stuff out there. They will have people uh, jumping off the bridges, and oh, it's just craziness. We need our fix. We, we need, need our, our fix. fix. And they're not doing Robert's War. Why? <laughs> uh, oh. Anyway. I could go. Right, I, we could go on about that for days, but we also have movies to tackle. Um, let me let me go ahead and throw my list out there, and then Sean, you can tell me uh, what differs on yours, and then we can we can discuss um, my right. movies for this year. Um, if if do you want me to order them or just tell you? Uh, 
I'm just saying no particular order because I I did not particular order any of mine. It would be tough for me to sit down. That would be a whole nother episode in itself if I was to break down what the order of these top five are and, you know, where where I would arrange them and for what reasons. Right. Well, I I did want to say, I mean, my number one top movie of the year, just critically, just beyond a shadow of doubt, is going to be Logan. Because what a great, great movie to have a superhero story about. Rounding out the rest of them would be Thor, Wonder Woman, Guardians 2, and Spider-Man. Dude, we we share a lot of the top five, you know. Um, I agree. I put uh, Wonder Woman, Thor, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider-Man, and the only thing, I swapped Logan for It. And I haven't seen It, so. Oh, dude, I cannot wait. Yeah, the top five. You know, you're you're sitting there. Both of us have Spider-Man. I I feel this uh, Spider-Man was probably the best Spider-Man we've had to date. Um, well, and I, you know what? I tell you, I, I haven't. I when I was thinking of it today, I haven't rewatched Spider-Man: Homecoming, really? uh, but once. But let See, me tell you, the the thing that puts this on my list is the feeling of. Spider-Man in Civil War, Spider-Man in his own movie, and then when you see Spider-Man in the in the Infinity Gauntlet trailer, I, mm, I it's just a year of Spider-Man for me. It's just amazing. Oh yeah. See, Spider-Man Homecoming is a a regular at this household. Uh Jax really enjoys watching it. Uh I really enjoy watching it. So it, it's a movie that, you know, when when you hey Jax, you want to watch a movie? We'll throw on Spider-Man. Both everybody in the house enjoys oh, it. You've got to lo- be smiling from ear to ear every time. What do you want to watch, Spider-Man? Yeah. Oh, oh, I know. Trust me, dude. I do smile from ear to ear. It's like when he says yes, I'm like, this is what success feels like. <laughs> success kid. Uh, mm. he, we we also Guardians of the Galaxy two is a regular in our household. Uh, Michelle and I really enjoy it. Jax enjoys it. Obviously the the, the cinematics that are involved with Guardians of the Galaxy is just out there because of the giant over-the-top colors and the you know everything that goes on uh, on Ego's planet is just so extravagant and outrageous. We, we love that movie. I, I think Guardians 2... <sighs> it's not I perfect. Don't... don't get us wrong. None of these movies are perfect movies. There are things we could pick out of each of these. You know, that movie has, uh, whenever I first watched it, there were a couple things I, I didn't like, but they're they're really nitpicky things, and gosh, that movie is so fun, um, and, and really funny. I mean, the Guardians of the Galaxy as a franchise is, so, right now, the two things we have, plus what we've seen of the, the Disney Park stuff with the Tower of Terror conversion... Just the the amount of comedy and action is spot on, and it's it's a perfect mix for me. I mean, it's not a forced comedy; it's a natural. These people are just funny together. Oh yeah! And I want to see more of this, just like that. I cannot wait to see the Guardians interaction in Infinity War. I am so excited for that. You know. They are they are going to look upon Thanos 
way differently than I believe everybody else because of all the people, the Guardians have assist to to you know seeing Thanos to being so close to you know interacting with him directly. Well, two of them they, have. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And oh, the 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 part that kills me though is. You you know Drax is gonna do something stupid, and I just don't. I, I know something bad's gonna happen, but I just don't want it. I don't want it, man. Drax is one of my favorites. I'm hoping and, uh, Drax gets super powered in some capacity, uh, and just goes toe to toe with Thanos like he's supposed to be able to. But anyway, yes, yes. Um, you know that that moves us on. We both had Wonder Woman. In our top five, dude, absolutely, hands down, Wonder Woman. Uh, the only one of these movies I seen twice in the theaters is Wonder Woman. Right, and I don't want to put I, I don't want people to think I put Wonder Woman on a pedestal for DC. I do not. I put Wonder Woman on a pedestal against Marvel movies. I think Wonder Woman is a genuinely really good movie. I mean, I'm not saying, uh, you know, here DC, you know, you did this right and everything, but I just, I really enjoy Wonder Woman. I've watched that movie multiple times. I mean, yes, there is a beautiful young woman in it. Yes, there is that. I understand that. But beyond that, Chris Pine is great in the movie. Uh, oh, yeah. All the Amazons are great in the movie. The The war story, even, even the fuzzy, fuzzy beard Ares is, uh, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not strong, and we're used to not strong villains. I mean, don't get me wrong. But uh, I really like that movie. Absolutely, dude. Wonder Woman, definitely in the top of my year. Um, I, I just recently rewatched Justice League, and Wonder Woman's part in that movie is so strong. She just she knows exactly how to play that character perfectly. Well, and that that brings me to where where we're going to differentiate here. Logan, um, watching Logan this year was kind of a transformative experience. I mean, Logan is one of those movies like Deadpool, and, and I know they're both rated R, but they're completely different. Um, Logan is a a character who. Hugh Jackman is inhabited for multiple years, multiple movies, and they just finished out that story with such passion and and respect for the character. And, you know, in a way, the rated R let that movie be what Wolverine Logan was meant to be. And, gosh, Sir Patrick Stewart in that movie is just amazing. It's it's not the greatest superhero fight, be all end all movie, but as as a character, as characters in movies go, probably the best portrayal of a comic book character I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean I, I could say that you know, and, and I see your comparison to Deadpool as well. Hugh Jackman taking on the role of Wolverine it is a lot like. Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool. I, I believe they are both very personal characters for those actors to be playing. And when they step into that role, it, it's not just check it out, guys. High five. I'm playing a superhero. I I think that they actually take it personal 
and they put a lot of time in themselves and effort into learning, you know, is this how so-and-so would react? Is this how, you know, uh, Deadpool would react? Is this how Wolverine would react? And you're right. You're right. That movie is very good. I, I freaking loved it as right. well. Yeah, and to that point, I mean, anybody, I mean, these are roles that in the future everybody will compare to. Not because they were the first, because they are the best. Like, uh, who if, if Deadpool ever changes, everybody's going to be comparing them to Ryan Reynolds. Whoever the new Lo- uh, Wolverine will be will have to stand toe-to-toe with Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. I mean, it's just matter of fact. I mean, I can even say that about uh, like Captain America, Chris Evans. Uh, before that movie came out, I had I didn't have a single clue on how they were going to make Captain America work in a modern context. And then they said, "Yeah, Chris Evans is going to be playing the guy who played the Human Torch in the Fantastic Four movie." You're like, "Oh my god, <laughs> what are we doing?" Chris Evans defines Captain America and and made it relevant. And that's moving forward. These are the tough things that we're going to be dealing with for the rest of our lives. How are we going to reconcile those new people with the ones who did it so well? And then, moving on to Sean's, it there is so much buzz around this movie when it came out, and mm-hmm. I just didn't get the theater to see it. I didn't have anybody to go with me. Sean was, you know, in a, in a completely different part of the state, but. Uh, Sean, I mean, your description of this movie I, just makes me want to see it more and more. It it is so good. You know, the the fact that you have they they really I think they watched Stranger Things and they were like, We need to recreate this. Uh so <laughs> I thought so you were gonna say we're gonna we need Finn Wolfhart. <laughs> it's so much so that we're gonna steal one of its incredible actors. Yes, and, and Finn Wolfhart. And uh, you know, it's not just the fact that they, they have excellent child actors. The the fact that it went from this, you know, the, the 90s TV show miniseries that we all grew up on that scared the crap out of all of us. Because the majority of the people that filled those theaters was scared to death in the 90s at some point in time by Pennywise the Dancing Clown. Yeah, and that and don't get me wrong, you can't go back and watch that miniseries. It's it's poo. And I I, I watched it. <laughs> and, well, I mean it it's really hard to go back and watch it because it's, you know, it's it's Harry from Night Court. It's <laughs> you know, the and the but the kids part is is okay. But it's it's 90s production. It's you know, but at the time when you watch that and he's coming out of the sewer, and the kids, you know, he, he, they just, you know, the kid loses an arm. You're like, oh my god, you know, this, this story is so terrifying to somebody of our age at that time that it was, it was so effective at the time. Absolutely loved it. Um, I, I do own it now. I, I bought it digitally. That was this. It, we'll we'll discuss later on on local hall, but. It, Dude, the last one, the one that we both share, is Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> this movie. The store the sordid history of the Ricky liking not liking this movie. Um, you know, like You were like, so tentative. You I were was. so tentative. 
well, because of the because of the tone, and and we'll talk about tone here in just a minute about other movies, but the uh, the 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 tonal change in Thor, the way it was described, was just terrifying to me. You know, I don't I don't need a singing dancing comedy Thor. <laughs> I don't need that. I don't want that in my life. And that's and I was so afraid that this is going to be a terrible movie. We got Jeff Goldblum just being he's 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 cat he's credited as the Grandmaster, but he was playing Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> oh yeah, that's all that's Absolutely. all they cast him for. And watching Jeff, this we movie, need you to go out there and be Jeff. Watching this movie unfold before your eyes ah, was such a wonderful experience. I loved and this movie. I loved it. I I'm loved so every glad. Bit of it. I am so glad that I, everything I thought about this movie was wrong, and mm-hmm. I, I'm happy to say so. Uh, this will be a movie I watch several, several times, and it'll probably be watched more than the first two Thor films. I mean, honestly. When I, I went to go grab a movie today to watch, we ended up watching Groundhog Day, but I thought about watching one of the Marvel movies. And I was going to skip right to, you know, one of the later films. I can't tell you when's the last time I watched Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, Iron Man 2. Um, but I probably would watch Captain... I have a hankering to watch Captain America the First Avenger again because we were... I was talking about it the other day to somebody. They they mentioned the Rocketeer. I was like, oh, well, if you like the Rocketeer, the director, and um, yeah, that led to a great conversation, so... That's awesome, man. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok. Um, I'm not putting it at the top of my movies for the year, but it is going to be a solid cornerstone when I think back on 2017. Thor Ragnarok will be one of the most enjoyable experiences I had in a movie theater. Yeah, and I agree. Um, But let's talk about our experiences in a movie theater. Last Jedi has been out 11 days. It has made $180 million. And I mean, I'm sorry, 80, 800 million dollars worldwide. There's a big difference. Yeah, a little bit. And this movie has some problems. Um, And we did a spoiler cast for this last week, but we lost it. So, I mean, we're just going to talk about it this week. If you're listening to this podcast, you've seen Last Jedi. If you haven't, hey, you know. The rest of the episode, you you may want, you may need to skip. We're going to talk about some story points in Last Jedi. We're just going to do it because I have real problems with some of this stuff. Um, Holy crap! I I had no idea we were going to do this in the middle of the episode. So, (sighs) all right, people, Um, if you don't want to, if you don't want to hear some Last Jedi thoughts and stuff, then uh, time to skip ahead for a little bit. But Sweet, let's do this. Okay, first of all, let's let's state our opinions about this movie. Now, um, I watched the movie on opening night with with my child and his cousin. I had to think about it. Uh, it's one of those movies that you know any any changes can can set you in motion in a certain way or the other. Had to think about it, and I and I've ended up I, I like the movie. Now I like the movie overall. There are some some of the best things I've ever seen in Star Wars are in this movie. There's also some story stuff that really really messes with my mind that I do not like. And 
It doesn't taint the movie experience, but I was talking to Sean earlier, and it really makes me... I felt like watching a prequel watching this movie. The feeling I had watching, let's say, Attack of the Clones is the feeling I had watching this movie. It, it feels like somebody else is, is trying to do a Star Wars movie in, in certain parts. Sean, what do you think about that? Well, you know, normally normally we, we do the re- reviews and I have seen the movie, you know, Sunday morning and we're recording Sunday evening and so it's really fresh on my mind and I haven't had a lot of time to settle. But I've had time, my friend. And uh, with time, it did not become sweeter. With time, I became... Bitter. A little more angry and a little more bitter about the way this film is and I am... I don't care about so it. So you're then. saying I'm more of a light roast here, and you're like more of the darkest Arabian roast. <sighs> oh, yeah, yeah. When it comes to this movie and just the BS that is involved in this movie, I mean, I know everyone's entitled to their opinion, but my God, the, the you know, I try to critique one thing, and next thing you know, I end up with something, oh, I'm not a real fan I'm not a real fan because I didn't <laughs> like a movie. I'm not a real fan. You're you're discrediting my my twenty plus years, my thirty almost thirty plus years of watching a movie series because I didn't like one thing or several things. I, there are so huge things that I could point out that when we discuss this, you know, there's entire storylines of this movie that could be thrown to the side and never missed at all. Oh yeah. And I would love to see an honest rebuttal of somebody trying to argue with me, you know, Oh, you mean taking this away? Doesn't totally change the movie. No, you can totally get rid of that and nothing would be missed. Well, let's, let's talk about that. My number one problem with the movie is, is the Finn Rose story. And absolutely. I do not have a problem with the characters of Finn or Rose. I'm saying whoever wrote this movie wrote some weird side story that they could could have done completely differently. There is no need. I mean, one decision um, by Lorna Dern, and you're you're doing this story on and with the, the people on the ship. Yeah, yeah, you're not you're not having a side story. You're not having a Benicio del Toro. Uh, uh, oh. side story. You could brought him in somewhere else. I mean, just you could eliminate that whole thing. And yeah, I don't Benicio know. I don't know. Toro, one of and, my favorite actors, just totally thrown away. But thrown yeah, away I mean, the reason that, of course, it shows up in the last part of the movie, so it has something important to play off later on. But you once again could have done that completely differently. You didn't need to take thirty minutes. 30 to 45 minutes grinding this movie to a halt and slapping you in the face with this crappy casino pod race save the animal story. It was horrible. It was that, horrible. that was the most atrocious part. The the if Ryan Johnson thinks that crap is going to hold up and hold water and make money for Disney, you you're just banking on people following the name. Um and my number two problem was uh, Poe Dameron in the movie was he was mistreated as a character. Um, Absolutely, he, I agree he with was this very as well. swashbuckling. 
you know, roguish guy, you know, this hotshot in uh, episode seven that was great. And now in episode eight, they still wanted him to be that, but they wanted to show the problems with being that guy, with being the hothead, with being the guy that's going to make a mistake eventually. And they, you know, they show, well, well, he made a mistake. Oh, well, that leads to another mistake. And well, that leads to this. And well, he's pretty goofy. You know, that, that could have been done way better as well. I mean, you could have, you could have not had him be wrong at every turn when in the last movie he w- he was the hero. I mean, I know. you're That's not one you're hell gonna, of a pilot. You could have had one one problem, a big one, don't get me wrong, one big one where he has to learn his lesson, and, and that's it. You don't need to do it four times in a movie. Like, there's four different times I could name offhand where he makes a bad decision, and then it makes, he leads it leads him to another bad decision. Well, there, when there's another decision he has to make because of the, oh, God. Okay, people, we get it. <laughs> yeah, follow um, the rules, follow the rules. Um, let's talk about Snoke. Um, I liked, I liked the Snoke. I, I really, I, really liked what they did with Snoke. It, I it, can agree. It, I like Snoke. It beats, it, it completely blows your expectation of what's going on. Uh, the way they did it was very clever. Uh, I mean, you saw it coming. They, they read it to you, but, I was, but you're, you're still, are they going to do this? Are they? No, they're not going to... No, he's going to... No, did they... Oh, they're doing this! <laughs> that I completely enjoyed. I completely enjoyed mm-hmm. that in the movie. And uh, story-wise, I really want to see where that goes in the third part... Third act, the third story, you know, episode nine, where yeah. where that puts Kylo. Um, and, and I think that was a very smart move for them to do because, like I said, it... it, it, it blows your expectations out of the water and puts them in a better position uh, to make Kylo, you know, the big threatening menace. Um, That was the actual one enjoyable part. I I thought, you know, the Snoke death scene, the the lightsaber battle that followed, that that was one of the saber battle that followed is up there, man. That that's probably one of the best, lightsaber battles we've ever had on screen oh i forgot to send that i'm sure you've seen it i'm sure you've seen it but have you seen where somebody recreated the old obi-wan darth vader lightsaber fight but as an amazing lightsaber battle i have not oh my gosh sean (laughs) i would almost stop this podcast and have you go watch that it is amazing I'll, i'll check it out afterwards um one thing i didn't like about the movie is Jeb Luke. <laughs> oh, get off my lawn, Luke. You now, know. don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. There, there's several points in this movie where he is Luke Skywalker. He does inhabit that old Luke Skywalker. Uh, yeah. The the R two scene is absolutely yeah. everything I need. I wanted to see Luke Skywalker in 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 my Star Wars movie. Well, that's, that's fine. good because they gave it to you for like thirty seconds and then they ripped it away again. They did, and that's exactly correct. You know, throwing the lightsaber. Really? That part, just instantly. Like, instantly. I was like, really? This is the, like... Oh, have you seen the video called The Story of the Lightsaber? And it shows all the hands that have touched that particular lightsaber. How it went from, 
you know, it was involved in episode one and all this and all this, and you follow the path of this lightsaber. And then it shows you the very last scene is, you know, Ray handing it out to Luke. And we all waited two years to see what Luke would do. And what do they have him do? Huh. And just chunks it? Like, really? That is the most disrespectful, sorry sack of crap I've ever seen. Oh, but that's that's the new Luke and all this. Look, I, your 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 argument is a moot point. If you think Luke Skywalker would do that crap, oh, but it's setting up this grand where where I didn't see no grand finale. I didn't see no. Huge, also, amazing, I mean, it was so it was so disingenuous to yeah, oh, it, yeah. It, it was disingenuous to the fans. I mean, I understand, you know, oh, let's blow their expectations here as well as doing it with Snoke. Snoke worked. This did not. This was just slap you in the face, shock value. Everything you could have done with this lightsaber, I choose not to do. Shoink. It's not a story point to us. We don't care. In the arguments that I've seen, (sighs) well, well, Luke isolated himself just like Obi-Wan did. Really? Luke isolated himself on the same planet as his future Padawan? No. Obi-Wan isolated himself on Tatooine so he could kind of sort of keep an eye on Luke. The end. You know, uh, obviously he he was a little upset, you know, that his best friend slash Padawan became Darth Vader. Yeah, I get it. He's upset because, you know, he has stuff in common with Luke too. And, and Yoda was... He, he deserted himself on a planet, you know, and all this. Blah. Look, Yoda, if I remember right, went into hiding after Order 66, correct? Correct. Yeah, so, okay, Yoda was being hunted and was forced into hiding. Uh, Obi-Wan was on Tatooine keeping eye over Darth Vader's own children, who was his best friend. Luke went and cried about it on an island. And yeah, cut Luke- himself off from the Force. Uh, Luke pulled a, uh, what is it? Dark Knight, uh, the Dark Knight Rises. Oh yeah. He's, they're not the hero, uh, they need. He's the hero they deserve. Yeah. I'm I'm just going to retire. Wait, Batman doesn't retire. Luke Skywalker doesn't retire. Uh, yeah. And, and, uh, you know, uh, Mark Hamill came out and said, well, you know, he, he told me what he wanted to do, and I was like, well, I guess I'm not playing Luke. I'm playing, you know, uh, 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 Luck. I'm playing, I'm playing, he's a, he's I'm playing Jake Skywalker. Yeah, Jake Skywalker. You know, Jake and from State Farm. Ugh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> half, half of the Luke stuff, I didn't like at all. Not, not Mark coach. Hamill's part. Nope. Uh, just the writing. The writing is the biggest problem with this movie. Space Witch. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like the feeling of that. I did not like the. And here's the whole thing. Um, Leia's on the bridge. Admiral Ackbar's on the bridge. Uh, really intense moment where Kylo's going to shoot the bridge. Kylo doesn't shoot the bridge. Kylo's no. wingman shoots the bridge, blows the bridge, kills Akbar. You think kills Leia? They're like, this is it. This is where they're going to do it. It's going to be this sad moment. This. No, she's a space witch. She flies over to the. Oh, God. (sighs) You're trying to do too much, man. You're trying to do too much right now. There was a lot of overreaching in this movie. There was. 
you're you're just mm, yeah because she's the sister of uh, a powerful Jedi. Yeah, I get it. The Force. Yeah, no, there is another. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. You wanted to see her perform something because a long time ago Yoda said, you know, there is another one. I get it. She has the ability to somewhat tap into the Force, but really. To fly in the Statue of Liberty type, you know, she's got her arm all out like she's the freaking Statue of Liberty. You can tell she's, like, uncomfortable in whatever CG mesh they've got her in so that she can perform this flying act. Oh, it's so... And I feel horrible. That's the part that pisses me off is I waited two years for this movie, and now here I am on a podcast ranting about all the things I dislike about freaking the last jedi like what is wrong with me why why am i having to do this here's it's so ridiculous here i don't have a problem with carrie fisher and anything she did in the movie i have a problem once again story-wise they jerked my chain there and i did not like it at all the we know you know everybody's looking for how they're going to handle this and to to do that I, I oh. didn't, but let, let me let let let's let's be done with Leia. Let me talk about the part of the movie I hated the most. Really, we <laughs> haven't discussed that yet. We have not discussed that yet. Okay. And this is just me personally. This is not anything I've seen online. This is just me. Okay. We've had a character in Star Wars that has made it all the way with Luke with with. Leia with Haunt, a background, an alien character. Aliens are a part of Star Wars. They always have been. Oh. Admiral Akbar made it all the way to this movie to be killed off screen. Yep. Which, which, which is fine. Which, uh, let me get there. Which is fine. I understand that. But you make it a story point to bring somebody in command take an entire ship and light speed it into another ship go, taking out and saving the day. That should have been Admiral Akbar. If you're going to kill a fan favorite background character like that, I mean, I understand the guy died. And, and you could have easily had in the attack, Admiral Akbar's throat was damaged and he couldn't talk. Yeah. He should have been the guy that made the decision, that sacrificed, that lo- that shoved that ship up the Imperials' rear, and, and and led to one of the most amazing space anything I've seen in a theater in my, in my lifetime. The I don't know how they did it. That part was gorgeous, and and the I mean, silence, it was the, the choice, the the choice to drop out all sound when that happened. And all you do is you see the spectacle from from how it would be in space. It was absolutely amazing. It was riveting. The entire theater gasped when that oh, happened. Oh, that's what I was telling. You know, uh, I mentioned it. You know, in the lost footage episode, uh, my literally as the theater went silent, I, I swear you collectively heard the theater go, <gasps> like for just that half second, it was. It was amazing. That part is gorgeous. That's the thing that kills me is the story is such crap, but the cinematics, the visuals are all so beautiful. Right. Let me, I don't have a problem with Laura Dern. 
she was fine for, oh, for what she was her her parts well, were fine every her, her choice the story point she yes. was told to make was is not her fault she was fine in the movie she's absolutely fine i'm saying except, her part should have been admiral akbar except for the fact that she did not let poe in on the secret i do not understand that part i do not understand why you would do that thing. Why? Well, that's because so you can have the Finn Rose story. That's exactly why they did that. That that's is the, the only, only reason. reason they did that. That means they must have been so dead set on the Finn Rose story occurring that they were like, "Yeah, we better write in something where she doesn't have trust for Poe." Really, you're going to say, you're going to say that this lady, uh, Vice Admiral Holdo does not trust the top pilot that has been by Leia's side for however many years. Well, I mean, that even... That even explains why they treated Poe this way. The reason they had Poe make these mistakes is so she could choose not to tell him, so we lead to this other storyline that could have been eliminated! <laughs> I mean that the the movie was about forty minutes too long. Yes. I mean I know that ends up being an under two hour movie. So be it. So be it. If that's what it is, are are you just chugging for the pennies and dimes? Because that's what it feels like. You're just out there. Well, they want a lot. I better give them a lot. Close to three hours. They'll pay more for that. No, I'm paying the same movie ticket as I would have. If it was an hour and 58 minutes, okay, you're getting the same amount of money out of me. Give me two hours of quality movie instead of two hours and 45 minutes worth of 40-minute crap. And finally, the uh, uh, Luke dusting off his shoulder. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean the way the way they had Luke act. In in some some of the places it was really nice, like the 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 scene between him and Leia. and Leia, you know, is really really well done. Uh, him walking into the place, it, it looks amazing. Um, him walking out through those doors is amazing, and then it goes to crap. I don't know why they chose to why they chose to do it that way, why they chose to play him. You know, off model. I, I don't know. I, I I can't explain to you these things. I just know I did not like it. <laughs> I not really like it at all. The thing I'm looking forward the most is that it's back in J.J. Abrams' hands for episode nine. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. Let Let's see what J.J. has to do to correct this cluster that has been written. Well, now, uh, now, hold on. You keep throwing this in. I, I, I do say I like the movie, but now you're calling it a cluster, and you did not like it. I did not. I did not. Look, here, here's the thing. If it was available for digital download right now, I, I guarantee you I would find one of my pirated websites and watch it that way. I'm not giving Ryan Johnson a single penny more money to add to his movie quota. <laughs> I'll go buy I'll go rebuy The Force Awakens and give JJ some more money because I'm done with Ryan Johnson. I'm done. The guy's garbage. Well, that about concludes the Star Wars Last Jedi review. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan oh, Johnson. My garbage. Gosh. Looking forward to Han Solo. So. Oh man, looking forward to Han Solo so much, dude. I freaking love it. It's gonna be nice. Um, I did see a couple things this week. Um, Agents of Shield, the new episode, uh, dealt with what happened to Fitz, um, back on Earth trying to move seventy years into the future, and they figure that out. So, uh, it was an okay episode. It was just Fitz, and they brought Hunter back. Uh, first time he's been back since uh, him and Bobby left to start um, that other spinoff show that never happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they brought him back in this episode. I did just finish today uh, the eighth episode of Runaways, which is, is still really good. They still have that damn dinosaur running around, and it looks like a dinosaur running around with kids. That is awesome. I, I need to see this show. I yeah, it's it. it's pretty good. It is pretty good. Um, how do you feel about Matthew Vaughn writing a Man of Steel sequel? Oh, all right, let's do it, man. This is this you, is Kick-Ass Kingsman writer director. I, I know both of those movies are great. I know they are. I know they are. Let's let's do it. You know, I, I'm still the only one, other than my friend Mike. That I know of that likes Man of Steel. <sighs> as I've said several times, I like Man of Steel. I just don't like it as a Superman movie. It's not. It's not tonally Superman. It is not. I mean, it is a fine so, Elseworlds so take on Superman. I, I mean, have... do you think Matthew Vaughn's going to be able to pull that off? Do, do you think he, his characters? Do you think Kickass? Do you think, um. You know, the Kingsman, do you, do you think his heroes tonally carry something that you would like to see in your Superman? Well, now that's that's a bit of an unfair comparison there because, I mean, I never read Kick-Ass and I never read the Kingsman, but the characters I saw on screen I liked. Uh, you know, I didn't have a problem with the tone of those movies. Um, you know, uh, if you... Kingsman is actually a very uh, uh, who's uh, the main character not not Edgerton uh, the other guy um, Michael Caine no not Michael Caine the main guy uh, you, King Speech um, I, di I didn't have a problem oh, with and you're back I didn't have a problem with any of either of those movies. And I've heard that Justice League sets Superman back to a very good tone. Now, you'd have to speak to that. Uh, considering I just watched it again today, and I I feel... I, I like Justice League way better the second time than I did the first time through. Um, like I said, I needed to go back through and rewatch and, you know, pick up on the little things. And I, I definitely think Justice League... If I was to have a number six, if we had done top six movies of the year, I I honestly considered trying to, you know, honorable mention Justice League in there. It it was it was up there. I I'm I'm down for that. Hmm. Well, that's definitely something I'll have to watch. And uh, you know, I'm excited to see them take another shot at Man of Steel. I I think if they if they fix the tone with Superman. I think it'll be great. If they make a Superman movie, um, you know, uh, Superman's not sullen all the time. Superman's not sad all the time. It's very hopeful. If it's a message yeah. of hope in the movie, then 
that's I'll be you know I'll be excited gringo and we can skip that I just wanted you to see that um here here's something I did see um somebody already made a black widow movie and they called it red sparrow now I watched this what? trailer there's a trailer for a movie called red sparrow okay and it stars uh, Jennifer Lawrence and she plays right. a, uh, a a woman who uses her womanly wiles to uh, get information, uh, objects, and things. She was trained in Russia from a young girl to be a spy. Yeah, this is a Black Widow movie. <laughs> wow. Somebody so, so went in. This is a real movie. Marvel sat on their ass too long, and somebody made a Black Widow movie and slapped the name Red Sparrow on it. Wow. And it looks uh, okay. I mean, they I'll literally to... made a Black Widow movie. It's the same story. I'll have to check that uh, trailer out. and uh... Also, the trailer for Mortal Engines. Have you, have you watched that? I have not. Okay. Very interesting concept. Now, this is based on a book, um, Giant Cities on, on Wheels that, roam, or that uh, Rove a Wasteland. Um, I mean, in the trailer, is just you see this town-sized mobile thing with these huge tank tracks, like what carries around the uh, the space shuttle, you know, the, mm-hmm. those crawlers kind of things. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, like, this huge entire city, like the city of London on wheels, swallows up this other city. Uh, you just have to see it. The visuals are quite stunning. Um, it is a uh, a Peter Jackson joint, and nice. I, I think I think this is something I'll be paying attention to. It, it reminds me a lot of uh, Pacific Rim. So, okay, check I, it. I, I'm I'll, I'll check it out. Mortal Engines. Yeah, I'm down. What, what do you got, Sean? Local hall. Oh, you know I, I got a bunch of stuff for Christmas for the holidays. Um, but but. No, nothing nothing just amazingly out there. I will say this. Um, I, I was involved in a Secret Santa in the Comic Trip Support Legion. And uh, I the my Secret Santa got me incredible. I got a Ted DiBiase, an IRS two-pack <laughs> of Funko Pops. Dude, it's so freaking awesome. Ted I also DiBiase. Got, Dude, and I also got the the Walgreens exclusive uh, Joggernaut Funko Pop. Oh, damn just, it. You didn't tell me that. I just, I, I, I opened it last night. I God just opened it last bless. night. And, and dude, that was freaking amazing. I had not owned that one yet. Um, he also got a, uh, a hardback of, uh, um, you know, where they put like uh, collections of comics together. Marvel Milestones. And it's uh, Amazing Spider-Man uh, issues 11 through 20. Nice. Dude, I've never read any of those. I've, I've never read them, much less held one or anything. So I'm so looking forward to looking through that. Um, everything else I got was kind of gift card or just not worth. Not that I'm not grateful for it, but, you know, it's not podcast stuff. Um, I, got a, I got a PlayStation gift card that I loaded in. And I got some uh, fake money that I had to pay real money for in Grand Theft Auto. And I bought a giant dump truck so I could run over people. It, it, it's what I do for fun. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What'd you get, my friend? 
Well, I ended up getting a, uh, a, a new backup hard drive because my other one crapped out. So um, <laughs> that's I've got nice. That going got a terabyte drive. Um, I did get a. Now I mentioned this on the last podcast, but I don't know it. It it, it disappeared on us. So I did get a Sega Genesis HD. Um, I can now play my Sega cartridges in HD, as well as 85 games that are pre-installed on the system. That's pretty exciting. Um, so, so everything that you, you don't have loaded in, we can start when me and you go to these antique malls and start rummaging. If we see Sega stuff, we can just buy that, and that'll play on your game system? You can plug it right in. Absolutely. I've already played uh, awesome, plugged dude. my Castlevania game in there. Castlevania Bloodlines works like a charm. In oh, HD. We're going to have to. I'll keep an eye out from now on when I'm going through my antique malls. If I see stuff like that, I'll send you pics. And also, um, on a more personal note, I got a cousin back, apparently. Um, Matford has apparently turned his life around and is now uh, living close to us, uh, going to church, doing music, and, uh, you know, maybe... Not, not going to end up uh, dead. So that's always good. Um, yeah, <laughs> you're you're going to have to tell him to get in touch with me because uh, I, I'd love to hang out sometime. Yeah, um, I mean, he was like a brother to me growing up, so I'm, I'm kind of excited to see him make yep. a change in his life. So yeah, he he was a big part of uh, our fun and antics that we had when we were all still hanging out and young and stupid and working for Taco Bell. So it, it would be awesome to sit around and shoot the shit with him. Yeah. And also, um, at our, you said Christmas party and I forgot to mention that, uh, I also, we did secret Santa and I ended up getting a, uh, a $10 gift certificate to the Melba, uh, which, which Sweet. two tickets worth, you know, and some, maybe yeah. some Coke or something like that. You're saving then, up for Justice League? Absolutely. And then I also got um, a fellow football fan who works with me, ended up getting me, and got a uh, a Philadelphia Eagles tumbler. Uh, go Eagles, 13-2. and two. <coughs> <laughs> uh, you, you forgot your cough switch there, sir. No, I didn't. <laughs> that was that was the whole back of vomit. <coughs> mm, I appreciate that. Hey, I know a team that went 13-2 and two a couple of years ago, and uh, they didn't win the Super Bowl either, so don't feel bad when you don't. Oh, no. I, hey, I'm not going to lie to you. The performance of Nick Foles last night was not Super Bowl worthy, so we've got I've got that disappointment to look forward to. So, anyway. All right, my friend. That's it. Uh, yep. The 2017 is wrapping. I'm sitting here looking at close to an hour and 20 minutes of pre-edited audio. So, I, I would like to say, dude, this is it. This was the first full year of the podcast. This was the first one, you know, and, and, and thanks to you. I I, for, I wanted to tell you this, dude. Thank you, because we haven't missed a week. We haven't since we started, and we had a big fumble with the losing that stupid audio, whatever happened computer-wise. So, thank you for picking up the ball you got an episode out during the week when a lot of stuff was going on, dude. A lot of holiday stuff, a lot of personal stuff was going along. All of us that I'm sure that are listening are stretched thin, and you you did it. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Rick. 
our first full year on the podcast and still going strong. I love it. I love it. Gosh, I can't speak to how, uh, you know, whenever we first started this, threw this idea around of, oh, you know, where, what, 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 what about a podcast? I don't know. I mean, all these people, I don't know what we talk about. I don't know if we work. Did I don't you know if we work. Have that don't know how to like, do it. Yeah. Did you ever have that fear or the fear that, like, we're going to run out of stuff to talk about? Like, how do people do this and not run out of stuff to talk about? Well, now that, what, let me tell you, if you ever want to know, start going into stuff like this. You will never run out of material to talk about. Oh, my goodness. No. Yeah, and you know and you learn people's hot buttons, that's for sure. Especially, especially when you like to rant like I do. I mean, it's just awesome. Fishing camera I enjoy clowns. It so much. Hmm. I, I keep Ricky so happy with my ranting. And, and y'all don't even get to hear the good stuff when I call him on the phone <laughs> and I and I unleash, you know, uh On my wait, command, wait. unleash hell. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Where, where, where the the family friendly is not always said. Oh, but man, thanks so much. It, this has been an incredible year. If you've listened to our podcast even once, we thank you for it, man. We appreciate every single person that takes their time to listen to two goofballs. Uh, rant about stuff that i'm sure everybody that's listening i'm sure during my star wars stuff there were people that have watched star wars going this guy this guy is just making me furious do you hear the stupidity coming out of his mouth and i appreciate it thanks for listening um each and every one of you is dear to us you are and you know i always wanted to I, i listen to quite a few various different podcasts i listen to you know, some people who are very conservative. I listen to some people who are very liberal. I listen to some people who have nothing to do with with nerd and geek stuff. I listen to you know podcasts that are all about that, and just listening to different opinions of people, I think makes you a better all around person. I never wanted to be a podcast that that people just hate to listen to. I don't want to be those people. There's a certain podcast that I listen to on and off that I just, I love listening to what they talk about and they're informed, but then on the other side of it, there's vitriol and hate and hypocrisy. Ugh! Like, ugh! <laughs> that's not what I want. We're just here having fun. We're just here talking, guys. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's that's what I love to do, and and I never want to be I never want to be those guys. I want to be us. So yeah, and if I ever go a little too harsh for people, just just hit me up in the DMs and be like, hey man, uh, yeah, I know you get passionate, but uh, you know, you were at a ten and you needed to be at a seven, so <laughs> I I understand. R- Ricky tells me that sometimes. It it happens. You were at a 15, and you need to bring it down to at least a 10, and then we can work there. You know, I'm sure uh, once or twice, maybe more, during our friendship, Ricky has looked at me like I was a madman. Sean has stared at his gun collection, (laughs) thinking, which one would hurt him the least and the most? (laughs) That would be awesome. (laughs) I've got a video of that. Uh, it's just a thought just a thought alright if you want to find us on social media 
on Twitter, I'm at Maynard98. Instagram, Maynard98. Both of us, Not So Southern G's, on Twitter. I'm at Ricky Westbrook on Twitter. You can search Not So Southern Gentlemen on Facebook. Uh, hit us with Messenger, direct messages, yeah. guys. Yeah, Let us know what you're Facebook. thinking. Give it a like, and then hit us up with Messengers. You know, we tell you this. Test us. Hit it up. Say hey. And then I guarantee you, it, we, we both have kids. So if it's not immediate, you will get a hay back more than likely that day. I promise. For a not-so-southern gentleman, I'm Sean. I'm Ricky. Y'all have a happy new year.